Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. Oh, you sound so presidential, Katie. That's Madam President to you. Well, what the heck does that make me? Vice President? No. No, no, Chief of Staff. I don't want to be Vice President. Everybody knows the Vice President doesn't have, doesn't have any actual power. <laughs> I think Chief of Staff wins it. Sounds pretty good. Well, sure. Why not? Wow. Sounds like one of our founding fathers might be dinging on the old Liberty Bell. Oh, and what a beautiful sound it is. <laughs> so, we're we're changing it up. Because, you know, the world's kind of crazy right now. The world is crazy right now. And what we know all of our listeners, listeners really want to listen to right now is more talk about politics. Ugh. <laughs> well, so, you're hearing this, and this is dropping on the Thursday, before a pretty important time. Yes. I mean, yes. you've got Halloween. Right after that. But then Tuesday, there's there's something really big happening on Tuesday. You know what you know what it is? Five days after this podcast, the most important day in American history, if not world history. And of course we're talking about our Our birthdays. (laughs) Yes, we said ours because not only are we co hosts, but we actually share a birthday. Yes, we do. November third, Team Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. I still wish that my birthday had been on Halloween. Which surprisingly, one of our coworkers does actually have a Halloween birthday. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't. I, I like Halloween fine, but I, I'm not. I'm not one of those. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't feel like I'm, I missed out on it by not having my birthday on Halloween. No. Well, so obviously we have to admit. So our birthday is. Or should we say, the presidential election is sharing its day with our birthday. That is exactly how I would put that. Which, I mean, it's happened a lot over my life that we've had the presidential election on our birthday. Yeah, and I guess, listen, right now, before we get too far along in this and lose a bunch of people, we are having fun with this episode, ladies and gentlemen. You have probably heard everything you can possibly hear about all of the political candidates and all of the political fallout from all of the different political things that could happen next Tuesday. We're not here to inform you on that. We're here strictly to have fun today. So don't shut us off. Give us a second. Maybe we'll draw you in with our (laughs) magic. Yes. But if you are interested in learning a little bit more about the election, we do want to drop this knowledge for you. Uh, Back in September, David Pickler put together a virtual forum. Mm -hmm. It was called 2020 Election and Beyond. And it is about the November election, what to expect, how it's going to impact the markets. You can check it out on our website. And that's Pickler Wealth Advisors. That's advisors with a... With a no. (laughs) PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. And so when you click on that, Cameron has put together a gorgeous website. And it's right there at the top on the banner. You can click and take a look at that video. Because David really breaks it down and explains all the history and the ins and outs of election. He's not going one way or the other. It is just straight down the middle facts. So if you are interested in the election, then check that out. But that is not what Court and I are doing today. We are having fun talking about our birthday presents. (laughs) So our top five for this week, obviously, is going to be the top five things that our listeners can buy us for our birthday. No, just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Seriously, folks, we are going to avoid uh, any real discussion of politics today. We did initially break this episode as being an episode where we would talk about the effect that the election would have on stock markets and so forth. But David, uh, David did it 
earlier than us and did a far more thorough job than we could do in the 30 minutes to an hour that we try to allot to this podcast. So we're just going to leave that alone. And today we're going to talk to you about our favorite pop culture portrayals of presidents, Mm -hmm. both fictional and uh, also the actual historical guys. Um, we're, we're, we're not even, even going to give you a financial topic. So if you just are chomping at the bit every week to hear the financial topics from us, I'm sorry. This week, it's going to be all about the fun times. Yes. Okay, so people who have played presidents in TVs and movies, this is a big deal. So you talk about, I mean, I'm, I'm not an actor, but I know you've, got, you've dabbled in that world. And I know Cameron has as well that it's, I feel like this is a big deal when you have been asked to be a president in a TV or movie. It's it's a big deal. There's not a lot of actors who have done this. Well, not only that, but just generally speaking, to play a real person is a a real challenge for for a lot of actors. Um, So, yeah, I mean, playing anybody who is a historical figure is obviously going to be difficult. Certainly playing somebody like a president who... Not just a few folks know about, but, you know, everybody in the country knows about the president and everybody in the world knows about the president. You know, then you're talking about a major scale historical figure and you're you're tasked with portraying that person realistically. Yeah, Yeah, that could be. be It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So, I mean, all of the presidents that we've had, all of them have been in some form of movie for the exception of two, our current one, which, you know, it's going to happen at some point. And then number 10, John Tyler. He was actually President Harrison's VP. And when Harrison died in 1841, he became the president. So I guess, I don't know. I don't know how he missed the the bid to get to be in a movie. But they skipped over him. I think he was actually in a TV show. Well, and, uh, he or a play? Did he maybe, maybe somebody portray him in a play? I think so. Okay. Anyway, he wasn't in a movie. Um, but you know, he, he was vice president. He was not elected for a second term no. or, or a follow-up term. I don't even know what you, what you, he was not reelected when it came time for the election. So he just served out that one term and then he was gone and then it just may not have been enough coverage, but every other single president that we have ever had other than him and the current president, number 45, mm-hmm. everybody else has has been portrayed in, in some form or fashion in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, I mean, like we said, it's kind of rare to be a president in a film. It's a big deal. Only five actors have actually played a president over three times, and 14 have only played him twice. So, it doesn't necessarily mean they were playing the same person. Which, okay, fun fact, I have to say, you know, the whole, like, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, all mm-hmm. of that. Well, I do remember... Hearing this story of how I am, in a way, related to Andrew Johnson. Okay. And, um, you know, he was the 17th president. Throwing that little history back there. In case you didn't know, Court. Uh, But my great-grandmother was either, I think he was either her brother or her cousin. I don't know exactly the lineage, but still, like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So who are you related to, then? (laughs) I don't know. Nobody special that I'm aware of. Okay, well, if you're related to a president, then call me because I need a new replacement for my co-host. Wow. Only related to presidents can be throwing on the show. It down, huh? Yeah. Man, getting an attitude, lady. Well, if we're throwing it down, then why don't we start talking about some of our favorite real presidents portrayed in movies and TV shows? 
You know, we don't do it in any particular order, but let's just start talking about some of them. Well, I mean, we can throw a couple out there. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is, at the end of the day today, you will know who, uh, who after after all the all the chips fall, after all the dice have been thrown, after all the dominoes have toppled, you will know who the greatest president of all time in pop culture was. You just just understand that we are going to give you that by the end of this episode. But we're going to start <laughs> with a little teaser. Uh, these are not your fictional presidents. These are your real life presidents. Favorite p- portrayal of a real life president for me ever? Probably Lincoln. Probably Daniel Day Lewis is Lincoln. He was, he was. Um, I, he, Daniel Day Lewis won an Oscar for it. It was, uh, it was just a, a great performance. Um, I, I, I have an interesting anecdote about this. I was talking to someone who. I can't remember exactly the context of the conversation, but I was talking to a person and we had been discussing how great the movie Abraham Lincoln was. It was fantastic. Yeah, that or that 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 it was that Lincoln was this this fantastic movie. And uh and he says and we moved on to the topic of some other movie and whatever the movie was in question it was a movie about a British historical person. Mm-hmm. And and the guy was like, you know, yeah, well, Brits don't really like that movie because it's an American playing a, a, an important British historical figure and, and whatever. And I was like, that's, that's, we just had a guy that won an Oscar who was British playing one of our most. Playing Lincoln. <laughs> playing one of the biggest deal presidents I we've mean, ever had. I mean, he's on the come on. <laughs> and they're, they're getting bent because uh, some American actor played one of their historical figures. I don't get it. And the guy I was talking to goes, wait a second, Daniel Day-Lewis is British? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Means he's a good actor. People don't yeah. know. <laughs> it blew my mind that, he, that the guy didn't know that. Well, I mean, you just, I introduced this category and you just went boom. With yeah. the, one of the best. I mean, come on. We got You got to. Tease them a little bit and then it. go I, to the big. I, 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 I mean, everything it. else we talk about is just gonna be like, oh yeah, well, but Daniel Day Lewis and I gotta drop it like it's hot, baby. Okay, well let, let, let's 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 talk about Brian Cranston okay. as LBJ uh-huh. all the way. Um, the play that he won a Tony Award for, yeah, and then they ended up making it into an HBO movie. I mean, Brian Cranston. Most people think of him and they think of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, but, which is what I'm thinking of right now. Well, no, Breaking but, Bad. But LBJ. So, I mean, very cool. It's I think that's cool to see a character that we have kind of typecast in our minds as a particular role and for him to then be able to be someone that was a part of our history. Okay, just just to throw this out there. I, I realize that he, he Breaking Bad is going to be his iconic role forever and ever and ever. Uh, his performance as LBJ was a Tony Award winning performance on Broadway. It was an, an outstanding performance. It deserves recognition as well. But let's not forget his humble beginnings as the father in Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yes. That was a comedic tour de force. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Okay, well, here's another one that you wouldn't really expect to be playing a president, but did a really great job. Mr. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I, You know... Again, I, I know it's it's another British guy, and it's another it's a it's a it's a knight, you know. It's Sir Anthony Hopkins who played Hannibal Lecter. I mean, come on, all of these things. But in this, he was playing. He played two different presidents, actually. Okay. He played Nixon and John Quincy Adams. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. What, he played Nixon in like Nixon, but what did he play John Quincy Adams in? Um. Amistad. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Yep. That the. the 
I am going to admit that I have not ever seen that movie. I haven't <clears throat> either, but just from when searching for this episode, I, he saw a little clip of it. And I mean, it was just amazing. Of course, do you put it past Anthony Hopkins? He can do anything, I swear. I mean, you know, again, he's one of those, he's an example of an actor who has, who has really, I, I, I can think of very few performances by him that I would classify as bad, if any. I mean, he's been in some stinker of, of a of a movie before, sure, but just like performances, I can't yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head that are just like, wow, he really phoned that one in. For the most part, if I see his name on a billing for a movie, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I need I need to go see that. Huh. It's gonna be good. Okay, John Adams, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti, yeah, yeah, HBO um, series, yeah, and it's interesting because you know, okay. Again, admission time. I haven't actually seen John Adams. I do need to watch it. It's one of those shows that's kind of on my list. Is like, okay, I, think I need was, to watch that. It um, was after a book, right? Yeah, like yeah. John it Adams was based book. on it was based on a book. And but uh, I, as as all of our faithful lister, listeners are aware, I have been recently listening to and actually just finished. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the book on Hamilton, uh, the uh, the the biography of Hamilton called Hamilton. And, uh, and it's made quite clear in that book that Hamilton and John Adams did not get along. They were, they were not, I mean, they were, they, they did not get along at all. They were technically both in the same political party. I mean, you and I are about to not get along if you keep talking about Hamilton. Well, I mean, I'm just using it for some context here. John Adams okay, was okay. the second president I'll of the United States. I'll give it to you talking States. about Hamilton when we're talking about presidents. Thank I'll, you. It makes sense. We're roping. Okay. John Adams was the second president of the United States. He, of course, came after Washington. Um, he Washington stepped down after his second term, famously, because there was no constitutional requirement that the president step down after two terms, but Washington felt like it was important to step down after two terms. Mm -hmm. John Adams ran and won the election. Um, but as a, basically... He got it in his head that that Hamilton was out to to sabotage his political career, and so he basically hated Hamilton and thought Hamilton was a terrible, terrible person. And Hamilton thought that Adams was a tool. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, having that going through my head, just from knowing Adams from the perspective of Hamilton and what Hamilton thought of him, um, I'm I'm interested to now go into the series of John Adams with with Paul Giamatti and see if I if if that portrayal of him makes me makes me you know more side more with Adams than I, than I am currently inclined to. Okay, well, one of my favorite presidents, JFK. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I I do happen to have two kids. fictional or or real real two okay. two. Well, yeah, I mean, just general. I'm talking. I have a point. Okay. So I have two cats at home that I got. I rescued them when they were kittens, and their names are Kennedy and Monroe. For JFK and Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll just leave that. But let, let's go back to real presidents and uh, JFK, 13 Days, Bruce Greenwood. Uh-huh. So, interesting. 13 Days is a movie starring Kevin Costner. There was another movie starring Kevin Costner that was called JFK. So, Kevin Costner has been in two movies about or surrounding JFK. Uh, this so one it just continues my love for Kevin Costner. <laughs> I just love him. Well, this one was about specifically about the Cuban Missile Crisis and um, you know what what happened during during and around the the, the Cuban Missile Missile Crisis. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you saw it. Um, it was a 
I thought a pretty decent movie, uh, and it was pretty critically acclaimed, although it did not do well in box offices at all. Mm. So, you know, again, is what it is, but uh, it was a good performance by Bruce Greenwood as JFK. Well, okay, so I got to throw a funny one out there. Um, I, I thought we had actually talked about this already, but I realized this is in the, the bloopers edition of pod of the Bullcast podcast oh. when I talked about uh, Kevin Klein as Ulysses S. Grant in Wild Wild West. I mean, that... What, what episode were we doing with that? We were going to do an episode that had like top five Westerns, and I was going to throw in there how Kevin Klein played multiple roles in this movie, and mm. one of them was the president. And, I mean, that movie was entertaining at best. But <laughs> I just had to throw that one in there that Kevin Klein did play Ulysses S. Grant. That was kind of a steampunk Western movie. But that's all just pure fun. But seriously? I mean, if you're going to talk about funny. Let's talk about Robin Williams. Yes, of course. I mean, obviously Robin Williams. I mean, he can be the genie. He can be Patch Adams. Like, I mean, he can be so many wonderful things. But he has played two different presidents. Mm-hmm. He's played Eisenhower in The Butler, mm-hmm. and he has played Teddy Roosevelt in Night at the Museum. Probably, for, I, think there's I would three say of them. more famously the Teddy Roosevelt thing than the than the Eisenhower. Oh, thing. he's. I mean, he is the hero of that movie. Mm-hmm. He is wonderful in that. Yeah, uh, it's no question a, a great role. Of course, you know, uh, I, I think there was probably some, some, some turmoil around around the. the some of the treatment of, of Roosevelt in that movie and or the, his treatment of other people in that movie. And, um, but, but you can't, you can't get around the fact that Robin Williams really nailed it. So that was, it's certainly an awesome example. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Annie, <laughs> she's even got red hair right now. <laughs> yes. FDR. I mean, yes. was so crucial in Annie. Yes. Yes. Well, no question about that. Uh, and of course, FDR has been played by many, many different actors in many, many different versions of Annie, stage, screen, small screen. I mean, there have been several different versions, but yeah. we are talking specifically about our favorite FDR, which is Edward Herman, who of course is also... Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. I, how did I know you were going to go there? <laughs> uh, he actually played FDR in... Two other movies before he played FDR in Annie. He oh. played FDR in something called Eleanor and Franklin. And then he played him again in uh, Eleanor and Franklin, the White House years. So uh, cool. by the time he got around to Annie, he was like, FDR was like old hat for him. Like, I got like, this. They were like, you want to play FDR? And he was like, yeah, sure. I, th- I thought I was FDR. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing to be. Okay, so talking about another actor who I did not expect to be on a list of playing presidents. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray. Yes. Well, you know, his his okay, early career Murray was just flat out comedies, hilarious, everything he did was hilarious. But he's gotten more and more quirky and sort of uh you know, random in his selections. They they, they always have there's always a a there's always some sort of reason behind his selection, but his selections mm-hmm. are definitely a little bit more random, random seeming than they used to. But certainly, him playing FDR in Hyde Park on the Hudson was a, uh, which was, was a British film. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, not a widely loved movie, but Murray's performance specifically was hailed. People loved him in the movie. They just weren't too necessarily crazy about the movie. He he's he, 
I don't know if I, I don't I want to throw this word out there. I could be completely the wrong word, but basically the movie is about him. Uh, FDR goes to his his upper New York home to convalesce. He's sick and he's he's healing uh, okay. uh, from some so, some sort of illness. And uh, uh, the the Queen of England and the 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 King of or the King of England and his daughter come to come to visit FDR. And mm-hmm. anyway, it's it's an interesting premise again. Bill Murray's performance is fantastic. It, it it got him. It didn't get him an Oscar nomination. It did get him a Golden Golden Globe nomination, uh, and it was really good. But the movie overall kind of kind of got really really kind of got panned. Uh, well, but we all can agree that we don't necessarily ag- agree with the critics. Well, as as obvious obviously as some of our movie choices, even in this list today, yeah. will will we'll demonstrate that is true. Okay, so Nixon is someone who has been portrayed in a lot of movies. I, I mean, the first one I thought of was that awful movie named Dick mm-hmm. that was the two girls that just wanted to hang out with Nixon and stuff. But we're, we're talking about a little bit more serious one, Frost versus Nixon, or Frost slash Nixon. I don't, yeah. I don't know I, how you say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how. I think it's just Frost Nixon. Frost Nixon. I think they yeah. just say Frost Nixon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have not ever seen this movie. Um, I've, I've heard that it was good. I've heard that it was a good performance. Uh, Cameron's giving it the thumbs up. He says it's great. He says it's the best movie he's ever seen. Cameron, that is a bold statement. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Saturday Night Fever, Mr. Grease Lightning, well, he became Bill Clinton. Yes. Now, I, I when we were putting this on the list, I, I, I've, I have seen Primary Colors. I, I know it as a movie. Listen, Travolta's performance was obviously of Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. but... If I recall, the character in the book slash movie, the book that the movie was based on and then the, the movie itself, I don't think they actually called him Clinton. I think it was supposedly a fictional character that the author it was basically... It like Clinton. Yeah. But they, everybody knew. Everybody it knew Clinton. it was Clinton. So yeah. um, it, if if, he, if he's not named Clinton in the movie and y'all are going to call us out on that, then, you know, it's Clinton. Come on. <laughs> it's Clinton. There's enough of the internet articles out there that agree with it. So that's why we said it. <laughs> And I mean, kind of the last one we want to talk about, and I know you're probably going, oh, there's so many more, but oh, know, yeah. we're making this short. But we're actually not. Kind of, not really. <laughs> Another LBJ, um, Woody Harrelson. Listen, Woody Harrelson, I love this actor. And the more the more stuff he has done as he's gone on in his career, the the more I like him. And his performance as LBJ was, was no exception. He did a phenomenal job. But uh, I've been I've watched him since he was since he was Woody on Cheers, yeah. Um, and you know, seen him all through his career, and uh, and yeah, I think he's got a, a lot of strong stuff out there. Some 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 really really garbage stuff too, but a lot of strong <laughs> stuff. Okay, Court, get your fist up. You ready? Yes. It's debating time. We're gonna do it different this week, guys. We are gonna debate. We're gonna argue whoop, back whoop. and forth, and one of us is coming out a winner. And the winner, we know it's me. <laughs> the winner is gonna be the one that can convince the other one that they, their selection for the best fictional president in pop culture history is whoever it is they say it is. And so you know, one of us, one of us is gonna come walk away a winner. One of us is gonna walk away a loser. We'll see who it we is. We might still be debating at the end, but you know what? It'll oh, be fun. I don't think you're going to end this today, girl. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's start with something obvious. Okay. 
there's a movie out there with two fictional presidents in the same movie. Actually, technically three fictional presidents in mm-hmm. the same movie. Uh, two X and one current. That movie is... My Fellow Americans. My Fellow Americans with uh, Jack Lemmon and... James Garner. James Garner. And so, obviously, I'm taking I'm taking Jack Lemmon on this one. I, because, personally, I like the Jack Lemmon character better... Uh, and I think he is a is is a is a nicer guy in the movie, but also he can cook, obviously. But yeah, then- yeah, okay, okay. So I'm taking President Douglas over here, the James Garner character. Okay, yeah, you, you he made a cookbook. Like, come on, no, no. You got to do something with that time after you're done being president. You know, no, that's I mean. President Douglas was cool. I mean, he he knew how to handle the ladies. He was a nice man. Oh, yeah. He was definitely a ladies' man. Just because he took advantage of the hidden Kennedy doors does not mean anything bad. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) There was definitely some questionable stuff going on in there. and Okay, but no, the, the biggest thing is, though, Douglas beat Kramer. Well, Douglas beat Kramer, but then... Douglas was beaten by Kramer's vice president the next time around. That was his vice president. That wasn't Kramer. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying. Obviously, Douglas won the office, but then when he got in office, the people were like, well, we don't like you after all. We want Kramer back. Oh, we can't have Kramer? Well, then we'll take his vice president over you because you obviously stink. So get Douglas out of there. Heck, they're ready to take Vice president, they're they're ready to take Kramer's vice presidential leavings over Douglas. Your guy is just he's he's done. He's out. Boom. Knockout. Next candidate. Uh, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> Douglas changed the words to "Hail to the Chief" and it was phenomenal. Okay. The "Hail to the Chief" song does does bear witness. I mean, I, I, you you must bear witness to that song. It is it is a great great song. Are you gonna do it for us? Yep. Hail to the chief, if you don't, I'll have to kill you. I am the chief, so you better watch your step, you bastards. Whoop, sorry. <laughs> sorry, kiddos. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. My Fellow Americans, great movie. It really gives you back this whole grumpy old men vibe, except for, obviously, it's James Garner and yeah, not... not uh, Matt Howe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I guess, you know, really that that competition kind of ends as a draw because really they can't end the movie and win without uh, joining teams and, and combining their strengths, combining their, their respective powers to overcome adversity. And ultimately they end up running at the end of the movie for president and vice president as a team. Yep. You never really find out which one's running for president and which one's running for vice president, though. Douglas, of course, would be president. Come well, on. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so yeah, I, I, I still say that, that mine wins on that one. You gotta, you gotta throw me your next, throw me your next president. Oh, I got, I got a good one for you. Okay. Kevin Klein in the movie Dave. So technically he is portraying the president because the president has done some naughty stuff and has now put himself into a coma. So Dave is portraying president Mitchell. Okay. So is your argument that... Dave is a great president. Yes. Or that Mitchell was a great president. My and- argument is that Dave stepping in, portraying to be President Mitchell, 
is a fantastic candidate. Yes, I realize the people did not vote for Dave to be mm-hmm. president, but he is taking who they did vote for and making him a much better person. Uh, yes, he does indeed. It turns out that Mitchell is not a good person and Dave is. And mm-hmm. so basically the idea of this movie is that the uh, the candidate is... is or not even the candidate. The, this person, they, they basically had to go out and find a... a yeah, he was like the body devil, essentially. Yeah, and, and he's supposed to just kind of wave and not change things up. But oh no, he comes in there and you know goes and sees the kids and has a whole private moment when there's a kid off to its side. And, and you know, most other... I mean, I'm not... A lot of people would be like, oh yeah, press, take a picture of this. Me having a one-on-one conversation with a kid. And he's like, no, no, step back. This is a private moment. Because he's a good person. Yes, okay. So, I mean, I don't know what you can throw at me that's going to beat Dave. He, I mean, he brings in an old friend, sits down with the federal budget, and is doing pen to paper, gets his accountant in there, and he is going to try and make it work so he can fund this homeless house. So, I mean, what what are you going to throw at me? Okay, well... What you got? First of all, let's just assume that I'm going to allow that Dave somehow beats out Kramer, and so I have to find another candidate. <laughs> because... I mean, you know, we're, we're short on time, so I guess I'll just go ahead and give to you that, that Dave does accomplish more as, as president, and he's not even president. He, he accomplishes more than the person that he replaced as president, and he probably accomplishes more than Kramer did when Kramer mm-hmm. was president. So I'll give you that, but I'm going to um, throw a little Andrew Shepard your way. Oh. The West Wing, Michael Douglas. He's going he's gonna to throw away the bill. He's going to get the guns. He's going to send the, uh, the the bill to the Hill that calls for 20% reduction in, in fossil fuel emissions. And he gets the girl and he gives her some roses too. He is, he is everything. He's all, he's all things I mean, I hate that you right. picked that because the American president is one of my favorite movies. But, but Dave, come on. The thing is what the leg he has to stand on is that he is not from a political background and that he's coming in there with fresh eyes and he is the voice of the people because he was a people. Well, see, he was a people. <laughs> that's part of the appeal to the American president. That's part of the appeal to Shepard is when he starts off, yeah, he is kind of, he's, he's been there, done that guy. And he's, He's 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 kind of jaded, and he's sort of that political beast, you know. He that, needed a girl to tell him to change. Well, okay, he didn't change to get her back, you know. Mm. He didn't change his mind on Bill three twenty seven or whatever it was to get her <laughs> back. He tells her so. So you know, he he just realized that he had lost his way, mm-hmm. and plus. I'm sorry, but Shepard's speech there at the end uh, in front of the White House press corps when he basically steps in and and finally basically tells Bob Rumson off. I mean, that that speech is awesome. I'll give it that. It's a good speech. My name is Andrew Shepard and I am the president. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty powerful, but also egotistical. (laughs) No, it's just (laughs) true. (laughs) I'm still going for Dave, okay? Not to mention the fact that uh, Shepard's uh, chief of staff is future president Jed Bartlett. So, oh <laughs> we'll get to him later. Ahead. We'll get to him later. <laughs> You're jumping ahead. Okay, well, I think clearly Dave won out of that. So, moving on to the next. I mean, you, you just saying clearly like it like it's open and shut and I get I get no say in it. I mean, it is what it is. Okay. This is my debate. I will admit to it. you, I will admit to you that... 
Douglas, that Shepard spends the majority of that movie being a great boyfriend, but a pretty bad person. Yeah, the movie's, I mean, it's a great love story, yeah. but yeah, it is but not it, about it, what he does. I mean, it's kind of like... at the end, he pulls it together. I'm just saying, at the end, he, he you know, he gets his act together, he gets his priorities straight, but yeah... For the entirety of the movie, he's he's not a he's not a superb president. He's he's missing he's missing the missing the missing the shot on a couple of things. So I'll give you Dave in the in this round. I mean, it's it's when you said that about being a good boyfriend. I love uh, Fitzgerald Grant from Scandal, but that entire show is pretty much more about him falling in love with Olivia Pope and cheating on his wife, and it's so much more on the romance side of it than it really is about his actual presidency so it's like i love him as the president but he's not in my debate because i don't want to be like oh yeah fitzgerald grant (laughs) he's so nice to olivia but he's awful to his wife Eh. okay so okay well if i guess since when i beat you you got to bring out your next challenger so this time we're saying you beat me (laughs) quote unquote you beat me so this time (laughs) i get to call the challenger my next challenger is gonna be president palmer David Palmer, hmm. Dennis Haysbert, better known nowadays as the uh, 15% guy, the Allstate guy. Allstate. Um, but yeah, he played President Palmer Wait, in so that's 24. your candidate as the Allstate guy? <laughs> he, listen, he was a fantastic presidential candidate in the TV show, and then he was a fantastic president for at least a little while in the <laughs> TV show. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's President Palmer from 24. Who's your challenger? I would have to go with uh, President Tom Kirkman from Designated Survivor. Oh, Kiefer now that's Sutherland. not fair. Hey. You're using you're using Kiefer Sutherland, who was the main character in my TV show, against my president from his TV show and your TV show, or something like that. We didn't set any rules about this debate, okay? <laughs> the gloves are off. Okay. Okay. So here's my basic here's my basic argument for for President Palmer. Um, He's just a stand-up guy. He makes decisions that are politically just bad idea for him. He's, he's constantly fighting against people who are encouraging him to make a bad decision because it is a good decision politically, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the morally right decision. And he always makes the ethically, morally right decision, even if it's not necessarily politically the best decision to make. And that's the kind of guy I want as president. Okay. Well, so Kirkman's kind of an underdog and it shows proof that he was able to adapt. He is sitting there and the world has fallen apart. He never thought he would be in this position mm-hmm. as U.S. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development to now president <laughs> like that. And he has nobody else with him. So he is a survivor. Yeah. He not only is trying to make sure he's holding everything together and not losing it, but he's also trying to uncover what actually happened. He's not satisfied with just like, oh, okay, this is what it is, and like pushing it under the rug because he knows he deserves to make sure that he knows what's going on. Yeah. He's taking care of stuff, taking care of business, but finding out the truth. Okay. I, I will argue only this, that that he serves as a fictional president in an extraordinary fictional time which no there nobody has ever served it through an actual disaster like what he serves through in that tv show and that but how someone acts when things are falling apart versus how when it's perfect that is a true test of character it puts a lot of shine on his character Mm -hmm. the the way he handles it and the fact that it's such an extraordinary situation he's he i mean he handles himself over and over and over again 
He's he has obstacles thrown in front of him in terms of just even being able to do his job as this president that has been thrown into this situation that he didn't even ask for. Mm -hmm. And time and time again, he finds a way to overcome those obstacles. So and the vultures are around him wanting him to just yeah, get out of there. Absolutely. And I also have to say, you know, to juxtapose Kiefer Sutherland's Jack Bauer versus Kiefer Sutherland's Tom Kirkman, I, I mean, the two characters could not be more different. And Kiefer Sutherland's demeanor as Tom Kirkman versus mm -hmm. his demeanor as Jack. Jack Bauer, he is just pure violence on the screen. You just look at him and he just looks like he's about to kick somebody's butt. Versus Tom Kirkman, who starts off the series of Designated Survivor as almost meek. And, you mm -hmm. know, and this is played by the same person. It's really a pretty impressive sort of variation in keep talking i love how you're selling my no, candidate i mean you win on this one i, I talked myself into <laughs> it i talked myself into it Woo! what's the score cam <laughs> court has one win and you've got two it's another win for me let's talk world disasters katie oh yes world disasters i've got president beck morgan freeman deep impact I mean, listen, you can't, you can't, Morgan Freeman, basically, basically it's, it's, it's as though God was playing the president. I mean, Morgan Freeman has done it all. And he, if we want if, Morgan Freeman to voice and narrate, yeah. especially 2020, I'd love to hear that. If, but do I really want him as my president? Yes, of course you do. Would you rather listen to any president that you have available to you talk on the news or anything else or listen to Morgan Freeman? We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. President Whitmore, Independence Day. Can you beat it? No, you can't. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman is is prepared to uh, predict the the coming disaster for the world and make a plan for preventing it before it ever actually reaches Earth's surface. And on top of that, have a, have a solution just in case the disaster does occur. Oh, okay, so he's able to prepare, but my candidate. Played that by is, Bill Pullman. Yeah, it just what, showed up. Yeah, and well, they so didn't he had just to show up. These giant ships coming at yeah, you from. Yeah, he didn't have time to prepare because uh -huh. who's going to prepare that these big old because ships are going to show up? Because he had his head somewhere. He had his head in the sand, is what it was. Um, how do you expect that you know these big old spheres Cold are going to come Jeff up? Jeff Goldblum, he knew. He was warning people. He was yeah, letting them know. Yeah, but he thought he was crazy. So, yes, the moral of this is that you should always listen to Jeff Goldblum. He knows what he's talking about. But. Bill Pullman as President Whitmore. I mean, that speech, he ready to get okay. into the fighter plane with him. Happening He's here. heading straight to the yeah. ship. I see what's happening here. He sacrificed himself. He gave himself. a great speech, and then he puts on a flight suit, and Katie gets all fluttery because you just it's like him in the flight suit. It's not that he gave suit. a great speech, because there's a lot of people that can give great speeches, but he went into action. So it was words and action. He didn't say, you can do it. I believe in you. Now, I'm going to go hide in a bunker. While you go do this, he's like, get me, get me in the plane. Let me go up there. Let me fight them. Listen. How can you compare? <laughs> I mean, in that speech, it's still every 4th of July, people go back to that speech because it was so great. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I liked the speech, but every 4th of July, I go back to it. I don't go back to it every 4th of July. Okay, you at least see several memes around 4th of July about Independence Day. Listen, now, I didn't see the new one that came out. I heard it wasn't that great, so I didn't yeah. want to taint my vision of the first one. ID4 something or other. I can't even yeah. remember what it was I didn't, called. I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, come on. You cannot. I mean, just a great. Yes, he I mean, his mistake was he didn't listen to Jeff Goldblum. I, I admit that. Basically, ladies everyone, and gentlemen, Katie is urging you to vote against God. Just remember that. Oh, 
<laughs> that was a low, low blow. Come on. Hey, I'm, uh, anything I can do to win. Anything I can do to win. I'm I'm on a losing streak here. You've got three out of our four that I've got, taken a suck. beating on. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you pick your last person. Uh, I mean, I think it's obvious. There's only one president that could truly, truly lead America through the best of times and the worst of times. He's, he's shown his political instincts to be true and righteous throughout the years. We've got... Are you talking about mine? No, I'm talking about Josiah Bartlett, the West Who? Wing. Jed Bartlett, the West Wing, President Bartlett. Come I on. I haven't seen that. What's that about? Oh, you're kidding. You've seen it. Hmm. Everybody's seen it. It's, 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 it is. So that, that's why we should vote for him. We should pick well, him because everybody's seen it. It's no, trendy. Because he demonstrates over the course of like, what, five, six, seven seasons. I don't even know how long that show was on the air that he's actually a good president for what presidents should do. He actually does a good job. And most of our other examples of presidents, you have very little evidence of how they actually uh, I don't know what's the verb form of, verb form of president. How they actually do their job? Pre- presidente. Presidente. <laughs> El dente. Like you've got you plenty of evidence about? of how Jed Bartlett would actually serve and preside as president, and he does a phenomenal job over and over and over again. He's a great president. I mean, he he was good. That was a great show. Everyone loved him. That was what Martin Sheen. Yeah. Sounds a little crazy. Well, uh, listen, you can't hold Charlie <laughs> against Martin. Come on now. Well, okay, but I mean, this guy, he was Han Solo. Mr. Harrison Ford, President James Mitchell. See, there's a good thing with people named Mitchell as the last name for president. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only was he a veteran of the Vietnam War, he is on Air Force One. Yes. He has gone overseas to say we do not negotiate with terrorists. He is taking care of policies. He is on Air Force One. These terrorists get on there, and every, you know he's got his wife on there. He's got his daughter. He's got all of his people he's worked with. He's got press all around. He spends the majority of the movie hiding in the belly. No, no, of the no, plane. no, no, no. He doesn't. Yes, they he does. try and send him and put him in a pod to get him off the plane to mm-hmm. protect him, and he's like, "No, I'm not a weakling." I will fight. He's like a Bill Pullman. He's like, I'm going to say this speech and I'm going to go into action. Because then he fakes them all out. Thinks he's gone in the pod, but really he's hiding. He's bringing back all that military training. Military training? He's smart. The thing is, like, what defines a character is the ability to adapt. He wasn't all like, oh, I'm the president. I'm like one mind focused. He's like, okay, I've got to do what I can. I can't be dainty and be like, I'm the president. He went into action. Yeah. Cut the fuel line. Okay, okay, sure. But, I mean, he dumped some fuel. He searched through some bags and got a satellite phone. But, I mean, you know, he he just, he was hiding. He was playing cat and mouse downstairs for so long. It was like, come on, dude, go punch somebody. No, he was being strategic because he knew if he just all, like, busted up in there like the Kool-Aid man, like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) Hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He couldn't do that. He had to be strategic and get in stealth mode and adapt and figure out what to do. Okay, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because this seriously, this is about best pop culture president, mm-hmm. right? Who was he thinking about when he failed to get on that pod and jump off that plane? 
he was thinking about getting the terrorists taken care no. of and gone and taking care of the people on the plane. He was thinking about his wife and his daughter. He was being a great father. He was being a great husband. But he was not thinking about the American people. Uh, the president has a higher calling to think about the American people, to think about how the would nation. It, how would, how would it look if he was a coward? If they had captured him and shot him on, on like on film or something. Yeah, but he or also just killed everybody. He had a lose lose situation because if he had gone in the pod, then he would have been a coward that he left his wife and children and his cabinet up there in the press. He there has a higher calling as the president of the United States. I don't think. I mean, let's get real for just a second here. Consider what a man, any man, from Trump all the way back to George Washington, consider what kind of responsibility they're taking on. This is not a responsibility that anyone should take on lightly. No, it's a Trump huge weight on their Washington. shoulders. It's huge. And you're, you've got a responsibility for the entire country. And in that moment, rather than protecting himself for the good of the country, he stayed on the plane because he was worried about his wife and daughter. Commendable as a father and a husband. Absolutely commendable. I have never been president of the United States, but I think as president of the United States in that moment, he shirked his duty. He he knew that he was going to take care of it. He knew that he was going to have his cake and eat it too. No. That he was going to protect his family, protect all those people on the plane, and protect the nation. I'm so not a betting man. Maybe he is, but I'm okay, not fine, a betting Okay, fine, fine. If that doesn't sell you, I have my candidate, Harrison Ford and Bill Pullman together. <laughs> You can't Harrison combine Pullman. presidents. Yes, I can. <laughs> you can't. There are no rules. Fine, then I take all of my presidents and combine them into one super president. No, no, this is not Transformers. <laughs> no, not Transformers, okay? <laughs> but if, you, if you're going down that argument, then I say, okay, well, Harrison Ford and Bill Pullman. Boom. I mean... I feel like I feel like unfairly I won this round and then you pulled out some sort of brass knuckles here at the end. To Welcome sort of... to debates. <laughs> All right. It looks like the final score is Court with one win and Katie with four, I think. That last one was a little vague, but uh, you are Madam President, so I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> that is our version of the 2020 debate. <laughs> Who was the winner? I say it's Jed Bartlett, but she's got the Pullmanator out there. <laughs> the combination Han Solo Bill Pullman thing going. So, I mean, ultimately, you'll have to be the judge. But I think we have, uh, for now, I think we've probably talked this thing to death. <laughs> but it's been fun. It has been fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, obviously, you've gotten to the end of another Bullcast podcast, but this episode has been special. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Let us know if you want us to do more like these, where we just take a break from finance and take a break from all of the other craziness that seems to be going on in the world these days and just really get down and dirty about what's what's important. Our birthdays and fictional TV and movie characters. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've had fun, but for now, I think we've given you enough to be going on with. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. Or Madam President to you. <laughs> Hail to the Chief. Chief.